Hey everybody, welcome to Roosters on Olin Tangy River Road in beautiful Columbus, Ohio. This is Letterman Live. Here comes the Roosters food. Uh, it's a beautiful day to the end of the college football season. Unfortunately, Ohio State not playing in that national title game, but we talked about that before. We don't have to do that again this week. That's Spencer Holbrook. I'm Austin Ward for Letterman Row. My guys right here, the difference, Ooh. Anthony Schlegel, the Walter Camp, all-time defensive back, All-American, was the top 25 greatest Defensive backs? What's I think top 15. Oh, oh top man. 15. I don't mean to undersell. <laughs> top 10. That's, that's Mike Doss. Uh, congratulations, by the way, on that fantastic honor. Oh, thanks, man. It's a blessing, man. Totally honored, humbled. Uh, so real moment, you know, just to, you know, see your career get recognized like that. Uh, I, I thank all my coaches, uh, my DB coaches, John Tenuta, my freshman, sophomore year, Mel Tucker, my junior, senior year, D'Antonio, you know, Coach Puggage, Coach Cooper who recruited me, and obviously Jim Trestle, who bought us a national championship. So a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot to go with that. And all the DBs I play with, all my D-line, all those guys that contributed, you know, my hat's off to those guys for allowing me to be successful. Did you know that that, that list was coming out? Or I had no idea. <laughs> I truly got, like, you know, a, a, a tweet from my former teammate, Kato June, from the Colts. And he shoots uh, to all the deuces, congratulations. So, you know, Deion Sanders, Charles Wilson, and Mike Dawson. I'm like, what is this? And I click the picture, and it says, you know, Walter Camp Foundation, all-time All-American team. And I see my name, and I'm like, holy cow, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go. You're like, man, I was legit. Right. <laughs> all right, well, that's that's why we're so glad to have you here. Back for another episode of Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. going to talk about it all Uh as this season turns into 2020, no mac and cheese bites for Schlegs again this week. Sticking to that resolution. Dude. I saw you you were working out. You had that new – that strike machine looked like uh, Larry Johnson influence yeah, yeah, yeah. there. The Rocky, right. yeah. Rocky train. Of, right. You got some new product coming out, and you're looking good out there, man. Yeah, I mean, one, we had the Buckeye Cruise for cancer, so I got to hug everybody with my shirt <laughs> off so I can't look sloppy. That's number one. Number two, That's I – I'm eating a salad. Yeah, I'm, I, on the, I'm back on I the know, cruise. I know. You're back yeah. on the cruise, man. Um, and – Last year, we raised $3.25 million, wow. so we're going to beat that this year. But, you know, I actually was listening to Coach Meyer talk about Coach Johnson, how he works on hands, and it was right after the uh, the Michigan game, so I made those, and then we put him in there, and he gave me some great feedback, and so tweaked it a little bit, put it on there, just wanted to see what the response was, and 50,000 views on Twitter, and I took it down to the American Football Coaches Association deal yesterday. They love it, so guess what? All gas, no brakes. I'm just going to start making them. <laughs> hey, there you, you know? go. How do you, have you tested this? Is this ready for production? I don't know. How much do it cost? I don't know. I just make, do it. Right. Let's you go. know? Well, if, if it's something that Larry Johnson wants and can use, everybody's going to I don't know. What, what, what more testimonial and, do you and need? And that, that's the validity of everything that I've done, right? I mean, when you're, when you're, I can't even say entrepreneur, but I mean, it's a coach's mindset. Like at the end of the day, a coach, what makes them special and unique is that they are just constantly obsessed with how do I maximize my guys? Larry's that type of guy. He still watches every Wednesday, every guy that he has in the NFL to help make them better. That's a high factor. Larry Johnson, right? So me being a coach now, being a somebody that owns a business, how could I help assist them to maximize their guys of who I was one, yeah, right? Exactly. And this is just a tool that could be used in the offseason because just like all businesses, families, language drives change. And the point was, how could I get that verbiage of striking for my kids, my athletes from January through December Speaking my language, yeah. right? Like that that's the carryover that you want because in the weight room, it's the attitude and intensity of which you train that correlates to the weight room. I don't care if West Side method, method, conjugate method, you know, five three one model, juggernaut, it doesn't matter. 
What matters is the attitude and intensity of which you train, period, dot, and you keep them safe. All right, I've gassed you guys up enough to start the show. Like, <laughs> I, now I'm already ready. I don't even know what we're talking about. Don't ask me anybody's name. <laughs> you know, I don't know nothing. I feel like that was the bonus feel-good segment to get to 2020, right, just to be good. Ni- made nice to the guests. Yeah. All right. It's, we it's, missed you, too, man. Yeah, yeah man. Hey, man. That's <laughs> what happens. Now you're back. All right, if we look at this now, as I said right off the top, obviously we know what happened. The Fiesta Bowl, Ohio State is not playing in New Orleans. You've got LSU and Clemson. Uh, Spencer, you look at this. I, I'm, I'm curious. I'll get the guys' perspective on this, but we've already seen J.K. Dobbins and Ben Victor and Brandon Bowen. These guys are not going to get to play. They don't seem to uh, have any great great feelings or incentive to watch this game tonight. They seem pretty bummed out and sad by it, as, as you'd think yeah, most, most players would be. I just tweet, like, I thought I'd be dressing up tonight or yeah, something. It's, yeah. it's a tough one for them. I wonder, you know, if they're over it, how you read that is Ohio State's trying to turn the page, but this long layoff, they're still having to sit here. It's January 13th, and they're playing the title game tonight. Why well, know three former Buckeyes who aren't over it. <laughs> the guy behind the camera and the two guys right here. I know it. I'm pretty it's sure. still on in Roosters right here. Right? Right. Yeah, you we've can't got get it away over from there it. watching can't, it. Can't. I was watching some of those plays like, man, I don't know how Ohio State didn't win that game. <laughs> All that aside, I do not think anybody's over it in the building. I think I think Ryan Day's going to use it as fuel. I think the entire offensive line is coming back. All three of those guys are going to use it as fuel. Uh, now that that's, I think it's almost official. They're all coming back. Yeah. We had their word, but now <laughs> now we kind of know they haven't made any other announcements. You know, everybody in that building is going to take that throughout this entire offseason and just say, man, we should have had that against Clemson. J.K. is off to the NFL, and he's still saying, man, I wish I was suiting up with my brothers. Those guys yeah. are not over this game whatsoever. I, I think it's going to be huge for this offseason. Schlegs, would you watch it if this has been? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, like at the end of the day, like this, this, the end of the season reminded me of when we lost to Texas and they went on to win the national championship. And yeah, I watched the game and it was like what we could have done. And the fuel for this offseason is you have to finish, right? You have to make that's where the competitive excellence. So the emphasis on finishing, making the play. And it's like you can't pick and choose. Like you got to go and attack every time you get a rep that I finish the play and I make the play because that was the difference. Good on good make the play so they're going to watch it they're going to be interested because they know they played Clemson and they can gauge like okay here's Clemson here's LSU what am I seeing how this game would have gone and so that's that's how they're going to watch it but I mean again that fuel of that will only last so much it goes back to what made them elite to begin with and that is the culture that was there from Tress and Urban and now Ryan Day and it's that competitive excellence that will be there like we we are a team that can be there. We have horses that are coming in, right? We have depth. We have the talent. So now the only thing that is holding us back is ourselves. So now let's go accomplish that mission next year. To your, to your point, Ohio State handled Clemson for three and a half quarters. And if you just look at the way the game played out, three and a half quarters, the final drive was a little different story. And then the turnover at the end. A lot of those plays on defense came when Josh Proctor was on the field, came when uh, Chase Young was off the field on the defensive line. Like The guys that are coming back in that locker room made some of the biggest plays in that game. And so when they watch this tonight, if they do, they're going to be able to say, we handled Clemson for the most part. Mm-hmm. Let's do it again next year. I, I think that's that's a huge jumping point. You know, If you can handle Clemson when they're on a 29-game win streak and a complete juggernaut, I think you can handle them next year if you get back to that same spot. Yeah, Mike, you didn't have to worry about this in 2002. You don't have to watch it if you're in the game. But those, <laughs> other, those other years when, when guys come up short, 
I mean, would you would you be tuned in? What would you be doing? Absolutely. I mean, you, you'll be you'll, you'll be a little frustrated, and then you want to see the outcome. I think for a lot of the Buckeye brothers, the brotherhood of Joe Burrows, they want to see him win. Mm-hmm. So to see watch him tonight, you have that sentimental factor yeah, of Ohio guy who you know graduated from our university, and you want to see him try to go out uh, as a winner. And I think that storyline is enough in itself. Let alone <laughs> the fact that it is a fuel. It will be a fuel if either, you know, determining the factor. If Clemson wins, obviously, it fuels you even more. Then if LSU wins, you go, damn, yeah. we had a chance to get it, get at those guys. Would have been nice. So, I think it, it takes the offseason. They started lifting with it today or maybe next, I don't tomorrow, know. What, next week, whatever. I don't know. But, Call Bobby. He's in there every day. You know? <laughs> but I think the, the attitude – of the team moving forward is like as you know Slake um, stated, finish. You know that should be the some somewhere in that model be like we have to finish. Yeah, finish strong. You know, finish with a purpose. Those kind of things. And that, see, yeah. that's where that's where like the mindset of right. me as a coach and a player is different. Than, like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. I gotta go finish your rep. No, no. Listen, when you're in the weight room, you finish the rep. Right, you finish the set. What's yep. my mindset when I get into a squat rack or I get into a bench? All right, we're doing a team up north drill, and there's 300, you know, 75 days to be played. No, it's obviously <laughs> that's enough. But like, hey, I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna dig my fingers into the ground just a little bit harder and strain just a little bit more, right, to finish. Because it doesn't matter if you finish versus FAU or Indiana yeah. or whoever. It matters if you finish at the end of the year. And now we're seeing that. In the NFL, Absolutely. right? You got teams. You got a number six seed that goes out there and beats a number three and a number one. At the end of the day, it matters when you finish. Yeah. And the money time is in the playoffs. Sorry, I got a little distracted, Slates, because it looks like Clemson just fumbled up there. But I can't imagine that that call would ever be overturned. Yeah, how could they overturn that when it was? I mean, the guy was going forward. He took four steps. He had the ball away from. Him. That would have been called a reception in the end zone. I will never. And then somebody right. knocked it out. You of his got head. him riled up, Austin. Look I, what you did? Well, he wasn't here last week. Okay, I think did you every, guys miss this. Everybody, everybody who appears on Letterman Live. Buck IQ has to have their shot to talk about the officials. So if people want us to stop talking about it, eventually we will. But Schlegel I, didn't get his chance. Yeah. And I just like, I mean, they're about they're showing the replay of the game over here at Roosters. Yes. You can't see it over here. This this is going to go on for five minutes. We all know what happened. It's like this play's never going to go. It's never going to go away, and it's just <laughs> insane. I love uh, that all right, I, I'll try and refocus here on Letterman <laughs> I'm Live. Back. Brought, what, brought to you by Roosters. So. so Mike Doss mentioned this Joe Burrow storyline, and it, I knew this was going to happen. I talked about this a couple days ago with Tim May on on his podcast that you're going to see these stories. I saw one today. I saw one yesterday. This this belief that. Joe Burrow was run out of here or wasn't good enough or Ohio State made a mistake uh, when Joe Burrow didn't get to what? win the starting that? job. You know, ESPN, man. You know, you know they're they going to spend it any way they want. It's, it's, soft. It. it's just oh, that mine? crazy. Yeah. So it's important to everyone yes. that's listening. I think everyone Say is, hi. Oh, Say oh, hi to people. There she is. She's finally she on the is. show celebrating the Packers win. <laughs> All right. Keep jo- talking. Let's Joe go. Burrow. Fun casual conversation. With yeah, you. it's fun casual. Ooh. The food's coming. If he doesn't break his hand, maybe we have a different story with the backup race. But in 2017, he wasn't healthy enough to compete against Dwayne Haskins. Haskins gets gets the nod in the game. He has the edge going in 2018. That's the situation. You can't fall. Can I get a fork, please? Winding up with somebody who winds up uh, in New York as a Heisman Trophy finalist and throws 50 touchdowns. Okay? They didn't make a wrong decision. Where were people having this 
the discussion that Joe Burrow was ran out of here in 2018 when he wasn't the Heisman Trophy winner, when LSU wasn't undefeated. You don't get to rewrite history just because of the way this thing played out. Ohio State desperately wanted Joe Burrow to Is stay. that something that the media does? They yeah, just rewrite they, narrives I, or whatever? Yeah, they, they, they would have okay, put their own spin I, on it, man. I get it. But, I mean, but if people aren't what, invested what on the ground, engaged? you go ask go ask Urban Meyer, go right. ask Ryan Day what they wanted. Did they, did they sit there and say, please leave Joe Burrow? Absolutely not. They no. tried to get him to stay, and they wanted to be as fair as possible with him. When you get to the end of spring and say, we're not we're not 100% sir. sure, sure, yeah. because A, Joe Burrow is good, B, Dwayne Haskins is good, and they'd like you'd like to take your team into August and have a battle there. And C, you want backups, as we saw in 2014. Right. So that's garbage. Whoever put that out there should be ashamed of themselves. That's stupid. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to replace him with Dwayne. Like, Dwayne had a great, great year. Right? I mean, even this year, you can replace him with Justin Fields. Like, you can replace Justin Fields with him. Yeah. And him being a freshman and then being able to move on and grow in his role. Like, the answer is no. The good thing that I would say this the great thing that Ohio State does is that they told him exactly where he stood. Absolutely. And so now, instead of sitting here and like, okay, I'm not going to get an opportunity, I'm only going to have one year to, he needed his junior year to progress in that system right. to do what he's doing. This year, so now instead of having one year potentially at Ohio State, he got two. He graduated. He went to a great location, a great school. Bet on himself to go beat out the competition, which took that was risky. It was yeah. right. Could have gone to Cincinnati. With a new, yeah, with a new offensive and the, and coordinator, the, and as then well. he performed. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, he wasn't ran out of here. The how could you say that he was ran out of here when he thanks the people that supposedly ran him out? Yeah. Like, why? I who mean, are went, you? Yeah, who are Heisman. you people that do yeah. that? Yeah. Stop rewriting a narrative. To, I mean, I guess that's what the media does. I just speak the truth. And the truth is, they told him exactly where he stood. He was injured. He didn't get the reps that he, he could have. Dwayne performed. At a very high level, we're going with Dwayne. Here's your situation. Guess what? We're telling it to you so you have enough time to go make a decision with your family to what is in your best interest. We hope you stay here, right? Because what happens if something happens, Dwayne? We need that security blanket. He chooses to go to LSU and best on himself, and he wins a a Heisman Trophy. Awesome. Kudos for you. That's the beauty of college sports and the beauty of the transfer portal. And a, a, a college graduate. Yeah. So for him to, with, a master's. Yeah, with a master's. How many so out too, there of you have a master? I do. Right? That I, I do, do too. <laughs> hey, hey, bam. Right? That kid has an undergrad from Ohio State and a master's from OSU. You know? What more can you ask for? I think it's it's a situation here where <laughs> like Joe Burrow's script is good enough all on its own. You know, Spencer, Spencer knows where he yep. followed him when he was growing up a little bit and knows his dad. Covered him in Ohio and down there in Athens. Uh, you know, coming from where he did, that's a good story on its own. Uh, Nebraska not wanting to recruit him, that's certainly a part now of it. Now, that's the story. That's the story. But you don't have to write this script where every single thing that happened to him was a setback until he got to LSU. Because at Ohio State, it wasn't. No. If you, want, if, if you want the underdog story about Joe Burrow, it's the fact that up until you know his senior year, he wasn't getting a lot of attention. You can make that your underdog story if you want. Sure, he's from one of the poorest places in the in the country, even though he wasn't that because yeah. his dad's a college football coach. You can make that the story if you'd like. You can make the story about uh, Scott Frost saying, "Is he better than what we got?" And then you see what Adrian Martinez is. You can make that the underdog story, or you yeah. could just go with the plain fact, or you could just go with the plain factor that he went to the one Power Five university where quarterbacks' dreams die. 
LSU. Been the worst quarterback school in the SEC for God knows how long, and he's completely turned it around and well, won the Heisman Trophy. I mean, you know what I'm saying. I know. T- I know that Vanderbilt's still in the SEC. Yeah, but <laughs> the quarterback situation at LSU has been horrible for years. Dude, they had Jay Cutler, right? Yeah. Well, there are. There are so many different underdog stories you could well, take. I really got off the rails on that one. All you right, could, there are so many different underdog stories yeah. you could take with Joe Burrow winding up at LSU and being pushed out of Ohio State by the evil Urban Meyer is not one of them. Yeah, it's certainly not true. And, I, I, again, that's why I wrote it that's last trash. month in New York. Like, if he doesn't break his hand, then we're having we're maybe having a completely different conversation. And maybe Joe Burrow stays on the same development track uh, at Ohio State with Ryan Day, and Dwayne Haskins has to go somewhere else. And then, then we're having this other debate. I mean – it's a it's a blessing and a curse to be that loaded at the quarterback position. But legs, like you said, that's also why the transfer portal is such a great thing for these kids because neither Dwayne nor Joe might have ever had this opportunity. It's not a curse. You want as much talent as you possibly can because at the end of the day, it's about putting the best eleven on the field. Poof, David Copperfield. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And the beauty of Ohio State, the beauty of a Clemson, the beauty of the Alabamas of the world, and it's really those three, mm-hmm. right? And LSU's making it making its way making back. A push. Yep. Um, is the fact that you are constantly having this competition, and you have depth. And number one is guys will stay, as opposed to the transfer portal, outside of the quarterback position because it only takes one, one season yep. to go to the next level because at a, at a power five conference right, school like be, Alabama, be, Ohio, Ohio State, State Clemson, Clemson because of. What they have produced, yes. right? If you go back, Michael Thomas, gray-shirted, right? Think yep. about that. Malik Worked Cooker, one-year starter. One-year guy out in the league, first-round draft. Yep. Was he first-round, right? First-round. First-round draft pick. So at the end of the day, the beauty of those type of schools is I don't have to have a career of consistency to say I can go to the next level sure. and, and achieve my dream. It only takes one here. Yet I've talked to... In the last few weeks, with all the media days we've had, I talked to Tommy Togiai, I talked to a couple of wide receivers that seem a little buried in the depth chart, yep. and they all cited Devon Hamilton on the defensive line. It only took one year for him to really show what he can do. Mm-hmm. The wide receivers, every single one of them, bring up Terry McLaurin. There's proof in the pudding, and oh there's also, like you said, all it takes is one year. It's And it's so much more at the quarterback position because last year, if you look at Joe Burrow's stats, he was an average passer with average passing yards, average touchdowns, and above average interceptions. Right. And now he's the Heisman Trophy winner. He's going to go to Cincinnati as the number one pig and basically play two hours from home. The, the difference a year makes for every position is crazy, but the difference a year makes for the quarterback is even more because you get the ball every down. But there is proof in, at every position at the Ohio States, the Clemsons, the Alabamas, that it can be done in one year. And if you stick around and stay the course, or if you transfer and take the learning experience, yep. you're going to be successful. And here's the other thing with that. And you brought up Terry, which poof, light bulb. But <laughs> Terry model. wasn't yeah. even a one-year thing. Yeah, yeah. It was his body of work. But it was the senior bowl, right? It was it was his ability of being developed here. Yes. Because he was splitting time with with Paris and, and Johnny, right? So he didn't have like the stats. Right. But he had the development that when he went against elite competition at the senior bowl, he dominated them. Which, oh, it's not about necessarily the production, the production, yeah. or the amount of catches, or the yards. Yeah, like there's more, the there's call. more to it, yeah. right? And Ohio State is producing 
NFL caliber dudes. And that's why it's like, it's okay if I'm not the leading receiver on our team. It's okay if I'm not getting these awards. At the end of the day, what's an award? If you don't go get drafted and go to the next level yeah. and do your thing, right? Uh, yeah, and if sure. you get there and you suck, like what's what, what's the award <laughs> worth, right? right? Nothing. Like you want to go you, accomplishing the mission is playing on Sundays. That's it. And to add about Terry, he was a special teams guru for us. Right. So any team in the NFL who's evaluating talent and what a player can contribute, he stood head, shoulders head above the rest of the talent at receiver because he knew how to play special teams. So then when he, as Slick alluded to, when he went to the senior bowl, oh, he is a developed receiver as well. And I think that three, those three years or four years of, of his progression and development helped him really exceed. So now you don't have to draft off potential. Mm-hmm. You draft off what his action talent is and what you know his body of work. All right, we got a lot more to talk about with Ohio State coming later in the show here. But just to wrap this up for the title game the tw- in the 2019 season. Put a bow on it. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I said all, and I'll acknowledge this up front. I said all throughout December and all that week out in the desert, I thought the team that won the Fiesta Bowl would win the national championship. But what I saw on the field that night changed my mind. So if we're going to make some predictions here for LSU Clemson, uh, I have to backtrack on what I saw there because Ohio State was so dominant and it took those 10 plays. And if one of them goes Ohio State's way, they're playing tonight. Clemson needed 10, 10 breaks to win that game. I don't think they're going to get 10 breaks against Joe Burrow uh, and the, the officiating crew and that home purple and gold crowd in New Orleans tonight. I think it's, if, depending on where you're looking, five to six and a half points. I'm taking LSU and I'm taking them to cover and probably beat Clemson pretty handily tonight. Mike, what do you got? I, I, I'm with Joe Burrows. Uh, you know, I've, I've covered Athens, Ohio in my career in medical sales for several years. I got to watch the kid in high school. I watched the state championship game against Toledo. Uh, he came up short because he didn't have the ball in the last possession. <laughs> yeah, the shootout. Uh, the shootout. Um, yeah. I watched him come to Ohio State. His perseverance, you know, over those uh, couple years and to actually transfer and then bring LSU back up to national prominence. I think they had the momentum, as you stated, yep. you know, it's going to be a home game for them. They're playing at home. I mean, where where does this Cinderella story really come <laughs> full circle? I think Joe Burrows has an excellent game today. The guys are going to play, play for him. They're going to play for the city. And I just think that they'll be the, the team to come out and they, and they should cover uh, handedly, I think their D line is going to give uh, Clemson fits if they have to pass the ball. Yep. So if Clemson can establish a running game, they'll shorten you know the game up a little bit on possessions. But I, I think Joe Burrows and that receiving core is going to have a, have an excellent day. Yeah, I um, I like to support those that support me, right? <laughs> the difference USA. So Oklahoma has my product. Ohio State has my product. Clemson has my product. LSU doesn't have my problem. Uh oh. So at the end oh, of the day, no. I'm gonna say go Tigers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, they're both Tigers. But hey, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm going with Joe Burrows because I want to see that happen. You know, Poof David Copperfield. Everybody I know so he's a great dude. Obviously, from everything that has transpired and what you've seen in the media, yep. Uh, his teammates here still love him. I mean, I transferred from the Air Force Academy. Some of those guys are still some yeah, of my man. very best friends. He right? transferred up until a deal. You know, and so I understand that bond. Right. Uh, and it's not like, you know, I left because I didn't want to play football there. It's not like he left because he didn't want to play football at Ohio State. He left because of a situation. And at the at the end of the day, like, I want to go with him because I want to see that. I want to see that story uh, wrapped up. 
yeah. right in a positive way for him yes. because he deserves it. He does. Spencer, you, a gambling expert down here. <laughs> oh, Austin, I, I expect him to cover too. Yeah. Austin and I don't get to talk about our alma maters very often That's right. because Wyoming and Ohio just don't come up on Ohio State very often. But <laughs> Joe, we can squeeze them in if you want. When yeah. Joe, when Joe was in high school, their stadium got hit with by a tornado. They had to rebuild the whole thing. They had to do a fundraiser, rebuild the whole thing. And Joe, in a sense, helped rebuild the Athens. Uh, football community. Mm-hmm. He has kind of helped rebuild the identity of LSU's football community, mm-hmm. and now he gets and he already came up short in one stadium, huge stadium, on a big stage uh, in a state championship game. I don't think he's going to do that again. <clears throat> I just think that crowd and the way that he's helped, like I said, rebuild the LSU football community and everything that's been pushed behind him yeah. as a as a uh, adopted son of the Bayou. I just think. I think the drinks are going to be cold on Court Street tonight when the, the folks of Athens are celebrating Joe. I'm, I'm rolling with LSU. Wow, I don't know. Spencer might have just tipped his hand for what he's doing tonight. We'll see. We're going to take a quick break here on uh, that thing is He's going to have to go rebuild the uh, <laughs> Bengals. Yeah. Well, yeah. So one step that. at a time. Yeah, one, yeah. And one, some of those jobs are easier than others. Uh, we'll be right back here on Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. All right, hey, everybody, welcome back. We're going to dig in a little bit more to the Ohio State offseason as we turn the page here. National championship game coming. Ohio State not taking part of that. We don't need to rehash it anymore. But uh, Ryan Day, uh, the Buckeyes are already making some moves. And and Schlegs, we, we talked about this as we were putting in our order for the food here at Roosters with Corey Dennis, that, that first official move. There's another one that I think is coming uh, while the Tennessee Titans stay alive in the NFL playoffs. But we can talk about that uh, uh, later. We can uh, talk about it now, well, too. We, now. we can, but I want to focus on, on, on one at All a right, time. Cool. Corey Dennis, uh, yeah. this move, it, it provides uh, consistency, stability. Uh, he's a younger guy, might yeah. be able to go recruit. I, I kind of wondered, here's the here's the dilemma for Ryan Day, right? Do you want uh, Corey Dennis to go to Colorado State and prove himself as a full-time coach because he's never done that before? Or do you have enough faith in what you've seen, uh, the time that you spent in the same room, uh, the potential you see in him to make sure that he doesn't leave. That's sort of the situation, right? Yeah, so let's uh, let's let's make it really simple. What is your go-to-war skill? Everybody uh, within their coaching career has a different skill set at that time, right? You have to develop certain skills. So when you go hire a young guy, like let's take Brian Hartline, for instance, right, when mm-hmm. he took over after Zach Smith. Proven record, played in the NFL, Buckeye, right? A uh, young guy, knows the game. Uh Great rapport with young people mm-hmm. can recruit his absolute face off. Okay, mm-hmm. check right because we have other guys, and so when you build a staff, you're looking at what are all of their individual go to war skills. Coach Stud, fiery, aggressive, right? Offensive line guys really pushes his dudes. Mm-hmm. Kevin Wilson, former head coach, offensive coordinator, original, you know, one of the original guys of the spread. A lot of you know value, intellectual property, and like. 
X's and O's of the game, right? Coaches, tight ends. You got Tony Alford yes. and what he's done with our running backs and his rapport with kids. So as you do this, then there's this whole other dynamic called recruiting. I don't know if you guys heard it out there, <laughs> but like everybody has certain things. Then you go look at you as the head coach that also can coach. And it's like, hey, if I'm in a quarterback room already and it's my offense, I'm calling the plays, then I can hire a younger guy that has great rapport with kids to go out there and be, you know, in, in sales, there's the farmers and then there's the hunters. There's people that are going out there, right? You know this, right? People out there going hunting out leads, right? And the farmers are the ones that build a relationship, you know? Um, you know, I kind of look at as killers. Like, I'm a killer. I close sales, man. Like, that's what I do. I tell people, I do it all, but, you know, I close them. Right. You got those eyes for it. Right. That's kind of like Ryan. He's going to close them all. But like you still got to have a Corey Dennis and the young guys that can go out there and get on the road and understand this. And so now I have some time to develop this guy in the room because I'm running the room. He's going to see me. I'm going to interact. I can give him. But as a head coach, I'm like, OK, how much of my time do I have to spend developing Corey Dennis? Right. So one, getting offered the job at Colorado State automatically gives him a little bit of credibility, credibility. because he got the job. Yep. Right. Boom. There goes my phone. <laughs> right. So two, I was like, you know what? He already got a job in a non-power five and he's worked here before. It makes a lot of sense. Oh, and he's a son-in-law of Urban Meyer. Poof. You know, maybe. That's um, <laughs> added. But he's been here, right, in our program, and he understands He understands yeah. our kids. He understands how we recruit. Makes a lot of sense because Ryan has to then go look at how much time do I have to spend giving uh, time to him to develop him versus all my other obligations of being the head, the head football coach at The Ohio State University. Right. So I think when you look at the summation of his staff, what he wants to accomplish, how he wants to run his room, that's why he was able to make that decision. And I think if you look at then from what happened this last year with Mike Yersick, bringing him in from – Oklahoma State in that room potentially conflict of like I want to run this I don't want to run that with Ryan Day it's like you know what I got a lot of I got a lot of intellectual property from these other guys within my staff do I really need more of that friction that could potentially drive more friction between everybody or is it somebody that I wanted to go develop to go do something else later right does that make sense Mm -hmm. but I think you you know you talked about Urban Meyer there and you know Corey Dennis it's that's the way life is it's who you know if you're the son-in-law, well, it's that who does, you know, that does help but you are you door, competent? You it, to, it gives you an opportunity. You have to earn it from there. Yes. And he didn't. And when Corey Dennis arrived, at, you know, it's not like he was sitting there. And let's uh, go back. Corey Dennis was a college quarterback. Yeah. He's wide receiver, right? A wide receiver. Yeah. But his dad was a head football yeah. coach. Yeah. Correct. Right. So I mean, at the end of the day, the pedigree is there. Yeah. And right. And he knows the game of ball, and that's the one thing people out there like. I've never sat down in a room with Corey and watch him talk shop. So I can't, you know, give testimony to his football prowess. But I can't say this. He's a good dude with a high GSF. Yeah. You know? Poof. And here's the thing. Well, so I was going to say, he wasn't, it wasn't like uh, Urban had him there and he was just, you know, getting coffee. I mean, when he brought him in as a GA, he's working directly under Ryan Day. Absolutely. So in the last three years, uh, so, you have to you have to go earn it. Right. And if Ryan, right, Ryan if nobody should know more yeah. about Corey Dennis than Ryan Day. You know what? Here, how about this? With his personalities, work with him. He's developed them to, up to this point, and he goes, "Why would I let this talent leave me when I'm I've already groomed yeah. him to, yeah. to follow the way that I need him? He understands me. He understands what I what I like, what I don't like. He knows how to connect with the kids who are, are in this room mm-hmm. already. He has relationships. Why bring a new guy in here and have to reestablish all that? Hey, another thing, too. You look at Phil Matus. Phil Matus just got the head strength job at Boston College. 
one of his first hires was one of his former interns. That's the difference between Ohio State. I don't have to go hire a quarterback coach or an offensive coordinator or somebody else that's out there that's older. We have the best of the best of the brightest and youngest. Yeah. <laughs> so straight up, that's yeah. real talk. Like It's not like anybody can just walk in there and be an intern or a G at Ohio State. Right. You got freaks coming in there. Not only you got freaks on the field, but you got freaks as coaches. Right, and they're getting developed. So when I go, they know my terminology. They know, you know, my core values. They know my standard of excellence. I want to bring that guy into the mix because he already understands the standard. Why well, want to get some old dog that wants to bring in his quotes and his theology or you know, theology? Yep. When at the end of the day, at Ohio State, it's one culture, it's one language. Poof, that's it. That's how we coach our guys. All gas, no brakes. Go Bucks. Go. <laughs> a lot of magic tricks going on with yeah, over here today. I am. I don't know why. <laughs> Spencer. I don't know. I like David Cobb. That's like a Rick Ross song. Or something. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. Corey Dennis, uh, supposed to be formally introduced by Ohio State uh, this week, Wednesday or Thursday. We'll oh, have no. that on LettermanRow.com. Uh, he's going to go kind of right into the fire here because, A, he's about to be a position coach at Ohio State. That's a big deal. That's a... That's what everyone works their whole life for, really. In that, that's a huge responsibility too. And don't suck. B, yeah. So he's going to work with Justin Fields again. Uh, he's got high praise from Fields and Dwayne Haskins the last two years. But see now, C.J. Stroud uh, already on campus. Jack Miller mm-hmm. already on campus. So the future now is already being molded. Yeah. So let's talk about checking boxes with Brian Hartline. Well, Corey Dennis checks a lot of boxes. He has the. Uh, the endorsement from two, not one, but two Heisman Trophy candidate quarterbacks. <laughs> he has the endorsement from yep. a lot of people considered for a long time Ryan Day was the brightest quarterback coach in the country. Well, there's only one guy who's been with Ryan Day all three years under him yeah. that has been at Ohio State with him. Guess who it is? It's Corey Dennis. Oh, so oh. He, he's learned from the best quarterbacks coach in the country, and now he's got the endorsement. He's going to probably get the endorsement. If he got it from Fields and Haskins, you got to believe he's going to get it from Miller and Stroud, yeah. and it's going to lead into a battle where Ohio State doesn't have to have a helicopter, I mean, a parachute uh, coach come in and just learn who C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller are. Corey Which is Dennis, what Mike Yersich did have to do last year. Yeah. yeah. Corey Speaking. Dennis already knows who these guys are. He's, he's helped talk to them on the phone, recruit, recruit. them. Yes. So he knows who they are. He knows their tendencies. He's learning uh, not just with them, but he's teaching them now. And Ryan Day trusts him. The thing that I gathered from this is the entire process, Ryan Day could have went out and hired a could have fired anyone he wanted. And, anyone. And there Anybody. were guys. That I mean, we, right now the, the the American Football Coaches Association conference is there. Guess what? There is every swinging coach. I know for there a, except yeah. for the ones that are in the playoffs. I know right. for a fact there were people that were reaching out to try and get on that staff. So. Yeah. It, I mean, it was take a number and sit down. It's like the DMV trying yeah. to get a hold of Ryan Day, <laughs> his quarterback coach. And instead, he took this 26, 27 year old who has no experience as a position coach, right. but he trusts him. And that's what I think is the biggest takeaway. And now, uh, Jack, <laughs> Jack, Miller, and Dominic. Jack Miller and C.J. Stroud oh, both people. both can learn from him and trust Corey Dennis because Ryan Day will say, hey, I trusted him. Why don't you guys? I think exactly. that's the biggest takeaway. All right, the last spot on the coaching staff. Uh, I, oh, I hang on. And where is he going to go? Yeah. He ain't going anywhere, so you got some continuity on your staff, sure. too, because he's young. All right, peace out. All right, that's that's Corey Dennis. That's the offensive staff. It is complete. Defensive staff is not, but it probably will be as soon as the Tennessee Titans uh, hey, whoa, 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 are done. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, I if, you're going to say a word. If. <laughs> when they accomplish the mission. Yeah. When they accomplish the mission. Yeah. If like their that. season ever ends. And Dude, I don't know, man. I mean, like, Kerry's got a serious decision because I tell you what, man, that NFL coaching life, that's for me now. I mean, I don't know if I want, you I like know. It. I like what right? you Right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, at the, now, yeah, you going to win a Super Bowl? Hey, you want to go be my DC? I mean, right? It's like, 
man, do I want to get back in that recruiting game? I got to talk to kids every day. I got to my phone every day. Do I want to go get back in there and like spill my soul, open my chest up for this kid and his family? Just for them to tell me no, I'd be like, you just... Right. This kid just told me no to that school, that coach. Right. Right. <laughs> he picked them over, bro. Right? Right? right. That's real. Yeah, that's like, real. you want that? Like, in the league, right. like, they're coming to you. Yeah. Right? Because they want to get coached by you. And you're. Yeah. And so, it's it's really for him. I look at it. You trying to talk Kerry Combs out of this, Schlegs? What's going no, on here? No, I'm just not. I'm just thinking cons, about man. what's, what's, his, what's the, in his mind. Because, yeah, like, pros and the cons if he only comes NFL. back to college, it would, in my opinion, it would be, all right, I'm going to go be the D.C. at Ohio State. And... And we're going to go with Greg Madison, and we're going to go blow this thing up because his son just got the special team coordinator job. Yeah. Excuse me, I just burped. Uh, it was those pickles. I love pickles. But anyways, <laughs> uh, with, the, with the Detroit Lions, right? Yep. And so it's like, you know what? If I'm going to go back to college, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to blow this up, and I'm going to get a Power 5 job. So now as a high school uh, head football coach and won yep. a state championship, I want to go to a Power 5 school that has the potential of winning a state championship. But then the next thing is you mean national championship. Or national championship. championship. And then but there's this thing called the NFL and it has a thing called Super Bowl. Yeah. It's like, man, if I go be the DC with Mike Vrabel, who we're like we have tons of synergy, right? Juiced out of his mind, love his players, go really hard. Yeah. And, and I can learn learn a little bit more about that call and plays. Because again, we don't know what his involvement is in, in all of those anyways. Yep. And it's like, all right, now I can go be the DC there. And because obviously Mike develops guys because Pat LeFleur, or what's it, is it Pat? What, LeFleur? The Packers, yeah. Yeah, is it Pat, though? Matt. Matt. No, Matt. Matt. Matt yeah, close enough. <laughs> Anyways, dude's in the, in the yeah. NFC Championship game. So it's like, man, I can go do this, potentially get a head job because of what I bring to the table because Kerry is a leader of men. Yes. That's why they hired Mike Vrabel. Yes. He was only in the profession for like seven or eight years. Yeah, like This is his ninth Mike, year truly coaching. Mike Vrabel one went away from the Super Bowl. is a leader of men. Mm-hmm. That's why they got him. They respect him. The yep. players respect and him. You, and you can out. see that, right? They yep. trust him. Mm-hmm. After, you know? after the game, everyone's hugging him, and he's dapping up every player, telling him, great it's job. It's a different, it's man. A di- like, it's, it's, a, it's a whole mentality. Mike's running the team the way a player wants the team ran. Absolutely. But he also understands how to make the really hard decisions that sets the team up for success. That's why he did a Tannehill. Yep. Right, that's why that's why he brought he, he put him over Mar- Mariota. It's like Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney has that same type of feel. It's why he got rid of the backup quarterback, and put Lawrence in because yep. he knew that Lawrence was the future of the program and he needed reps. And by putting him in, the team automatically got better. Uh-huh. Like like those are the hard decisions. Undefeated. Mike can I mean, think about it. They Mike can make those yep. right, and so can Carry. Yeah. So, so when I'm looking at this process, to me in my mind, it's not a done deal because he's going to sit down with his wife and, and probably go, his hey, family and be and like, say, "Well, we win the Super Bowl." We get to take four, three months off. We can go anywhere we want, and we ain't got to talk to nobody. He oh, comes back. He he immediately accepted oh, the Ohio State job. Oh, man. He oh, has to get on right his here, phone. Right here, right here. He, got, oh, <laughs> he oh. has to get on his phone. I'm, I'm going to take just a little exception with the word choice of it not being a done deal, but that's a, a discussion yeah. for another day. Look at all this inside information. You guys, I mean, you you must be talking to Bobby Carpenter. He's always in there all the time doing workout videos of showing his junk and stuff. And, no, I'm just kidding. Like, he just has I, bad no, camera everything, everything you say you is correct why the decision could be hard. And if they do win the Super Bowl, I know I'm correct. That that's part, <laughs> that's part of it. But 
The reason why Ohio State is sitting here waiting and not talking to any other candidates, Probably. there's a good reason for that. And they would, and, and everyone is wondering, well, is that going to be the X factor if they win the Super Bowl? Well, the X factor for them is you continue to wait at that point because if Kerry Combs is coming back with a new ring on his finger and then goes to recruit because he loves to recruit, he loves to do use long Twitter hashtags ring. on Twitter, yeah, no he loves to get and jump on people's couches in there. Like that's part of the thing that He's, always he can him. sell, man. And, and that's, that cat can sell because it's easy because it's authentic. And that's yeah. but that's part of it, like you, you know. We come at it from different perspectives, or you do. You've been in the building. You know what it's like to work in the Woody, and you're yeah. saying NFL schedule is for me. But for, but for Kerry Combs, it may not be if the whole family is in Ohio or, or maybe Detroit now. And they, and they got their pros and cons, man. Like At the end of the day, like you look at being a strength coach in the league, it's a completely different dynamic because you don't have the guys for three months after the season, right? Like there's a ton of hamstring injuries in the NFL. Well, why? Well, they're re- they're they're working out with their slap dick trainer who's not doing any type of posterior chain work, right? And they come back in, they haven't done anything, so now you got to get them. You got to kind of ooze them in. Here we got we got force plates. Like you know everything that's going on with the kid all year yeah. to develop that kid, right? With them, they're men. Like you yeah. expect them to go do some work. You don't. You you try to prescribe them. They don't have to do it. It's right. like it's not like you can have them in the building, yeah. right? It's called a CBA. Yep. You know. So there's different things, right? Guys that come in. Hey, I don't want to listen to you. I'm gonna do it my way. This is how I've done it. Well, that doesn't work with our scheme, right? There's conflict there. Where in college football, like you have control of it because you control the number one thing. It's called playing time. Yeah. Whereas in the NFL. <laughs> You, you still kind of control that, but then there's a number one thing there. It's called money because money, money. they're going to play the guys that get paid. Absolutely. Right? Because if not, then it looks like a failure on the GM's part. Yep. So you, as a coach, have to kind of make him whole. Yeah. So there's it's there's lot, conflicts lot in all of them. Right? So it's like, what are we most comfortable with as a family? That's the decision that's going to be made. And I understand your point. If they haven't made an announcement, they probably got something already in the work, signed, sealed, and delivered. I'm going to come back at this price yep. and go do this. I just think that mindset will be very similar to a Jeff Halfway. Like, hey, if an I, and it also you're looking. Well, I, I you're think looking that's part at of it, the, is that you're talking about that career progression and that he, what he might want to do. I think that he sees that as easier as for, to get. The job, that he, the kind of job he wants, which he didn't want to be the DC at Cincinnati, he wanted to be the head coach. Yeah. When Fick got that, they th- and there was that conversation that he'd go down there. He was hurt that he didn't get to be the head coach. So how do you get that? Go if he, if Tennessee has no room yeah, to make him as resume. a defensive coordinator, the next resume builder is to be the co DC and secondary coach for Ohio State, and he sees Jeff Halfley, Chris Ash, where that got those guys. If that's if that's truly but what he wants to do, you just can't go to Rutgers. Well, nobody should. <laughs> but Giotto is. I tell you what, that son of a but gun they, is recruiting the, his face off now. They got the only guy who would go there. So if it doesn't work, then just kick him out of the Big Ten because he's the only guy who has. Yeah, he really is, and he. I think he'll he'll do some good things there for them. Anyway, I'm sorry. All I'm right, we got we got way off track. Well, we Kerry Combs, he's amazing. You don't want to throw my name in the mix, like, wait, Mike, you want to coach DBs? You know, I, didn't, I haven't got the text. Well, you I, haven't, co- well, you haven't coached it up. <laughs> hey, well, man, like, you got to get like Harline and get over in the building <laughs> and do it for get, free. You first. know what? Here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing about coaching that people don't get, and like. You got to be willing to grind. It is a and you, grind, I mean, man. you got to pay your dues. Now, the dues are a little bit less based on the body of work that you've done, right? So, like, Brian Hartline wasn't over there for four years doing it. Right. Corey Dennis did, yep. Yep. right? Like, he had to. Why? Because Brian Hartline played in the NFL and he played at Ohio State and he was a stud. Okay. So, the dues that you got to pay are a little bit less, but they're dues nonetheless, right? right? And so at the end, like, like if any one of us wanted to get back in the game, like you have to go and you got to show that I'm willing to give up 85 to 100 hours of my week breaking down film. 
that's part of the gig, of the gig. right? And plus, it, it makes you familiar with what you're watching. How to? Because you're also a teacher. How do I cut up my film to give to my to give to my players? Uh, because I got to yeah. be able to. Scout how do how do they conceptualize it? Yeah. So it's like, how do I cut it up? What are the angles? Yeah. How do I put it in there? Like those are all things you got to learn. That's why those one or two years are good for guys that already have the pedigree and the credibility, right? The guys that don't, they need more. They yeah. need more depth of it because, yeah, it's about X and O's, but it's more importantly about the relationship and how do I get my coaching cues and my kids to understand that so they can go out there and execute and not hesitate. Yeah. Exactly. All right, nobody breaks it down any better than these guys. It was a great... I don't know. I'm blown out of them. Right man. here. Exhausted. Hey, <laughs> keeping he's it back. Good. Hey, we kept him longer back. than we needed. Spencer's <laughs> got to go cover some go Ohio cover State some basketball. basketball. Tell him to go... Hey, just man. Get a try get the hey, guys. Tell him to hydrate, bend their knees, and box yeah, out. Yes, That's all I'm Back win. on track. Tomorrow night against Nebraska, Spencer will cover it. The difference is still going right here. The All-American, the all-time All-time, all-time. Right here, Mike Doss. Appreciate these guys hanging out with us. I am just Austin Ward. This has been Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. We'll see you next week. Go Tigers!